Hey everyone, this is Pat DJ Christatos, and I want to wish you, yours, and everyone a very Merry Christmas. Today is Christmas Day, and I hope it brings you peace, joy, and happiness. I also want to say thank you for listening to the 12 Days of Crusademus, our fifth year. Wow, I really can't believe we've done five years of this. It's been a fun time. I'm looking forward to doing another one next year. Also, thank you for listening to the Lombok's Crusade throughout 2021. We've had lots of fun and a lot of episodes, and we're looking to do it all again in 2022. Till then, Merry Christmas and wishing you a Happy New Year. You're listening to a very special Lombok's Crusade episode, The 12 Days of Crusademus, 2021. Christmas that's such a pain to me is finding a Christmas tree. The second thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me, rigging up the lights and finding a Christmas tree. The third thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me, hangovers, rigging up the lights and finding a Christmas tree. Christmas cards, hangovers, rigging up the lights, and finding a Christmas tree. The fifth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me, five months of bills. Sending Christmas cards, hangovers, rigging up the lights, and finding a Christmas tree. The sixth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me, facing my in-laws, Hangovers, rigging up these lights, and finding a Christmas tree. The seventh thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. The salvation army, facing my in-laws, five months of bills. Sending Christmas cards, oh jeez, I'm trying to rig up these lights. And finding a Christmas Twelve Cobras, Cobarine. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 12th and final installment of the 12 Days of Crusademus for 2021. Woo, we are there. We are here. It's Christmas Day. Woo, it magically snowed last night. A fresh smell of cold in the air. I got the fireplace started and let's get this Christmas Day party started. So 12 Days of Crusademus is brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift for the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we have been celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus 2021, we have brought you a hidden gem of a comic series. Brought to you either by one of our Jingling All The Way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests. Until we are all the way to today. Woo! December 25th. Christmas Day. Christmas here. Christmas here. Christmas here. Woo-hoo-hoo. Let's have some cheer. That's my Christmas song I just made up. It's very good, Pat. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Woo! I am your host for this 12th day of the Crusade Miss, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados Kringle. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho. <laughs> I thought you were going to give us like your scientific name, like DJ is 
Cristado with oh, Maximus. <laughs> the Latin name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be on Easter. Anyway. <laughs> good one. That was good with that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that was clever and fast. I like that. Oh, I got a good one. Wow. Thank nice. you. Good one. Good one. <laughs> and here are the right jolly old elves joining me around the fireplace for this last day of Crusademus with hot cocoa in hand, candy canes, and a stocking in their hand filled with bits and bits and bits and bits. Bang. Just for today's final unwrapping. Woo! Let me get started with Jared Albrick, a.k.a. the Arceologist Death Pro. Oh, man. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas, Jared. I'm sitting here in my Long Box Crusade pajamas, wrapped in my Long Box Crusade rope. I'm not drinking uh, hot cocoa. I'm drinking Gluvine for this event, straight from Germany. Very good. I might be a little tipsy, but it's it's Christmas Day. So, you know, I'm having fun with you guys on Christmas Day. My family does not know where I am. They're probably waiting to open presents right now. But here I am at Long Box Crusade headquarters, tossing back some glue vine with you guys. And I came with a Christmas joke. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. So there's two snowmen out on the front lawn. One snowman looks at the other snowman. He's like, hey, you kind of kind of round there, kind of like a little big, a little chubby snowman. And the other snowman says, eh, I usually lose it come spring. Hmm. <laughs> and with that, <clears throat> I felt the cold breeze <laughs> go through the room. We haven't used the cricket sound effect in a long time. I want to give us some mileage. <laughs> <laughs> crickets in <laughs> Christmas. J- Jiminy Cricket usually shows Jiminy up. Right. Oh, that's true. That's right. So we'll have to. So you, that, that's it for me. Um, yeah. Hmm. Like I said, folks, bits and bits. <laughs> And bits. Sometimes they're good bits, sometimes they're bad bits. It's like Jared got the bits of coal this time around. <laughs> Your mileage may vary. <laughs> Your bits may vary, yes. Speaking about bits, let's go ahead and go to Jason Elbrick, the Weasel Skull. Merry Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas, Pat. Boy, it's a pretty hectic Christmas this 2021. A little peek behind the curtain. Jared and I are after this, we've got to run over to our parents' house on Whidbey Island because we're all the families getting together there for Christmas this year. You know, so we're going to celebrate with you guys and we're going to run over there and celebrate with them. And, you know, I'm a little bit stiff and sore because, you know, my parents have kind of a small house and they've got one guest room with a really comfortable bed and then some air mattresses. You know, the guy that didn't get the Sky Striker, Mm -hmm. that... Trend is still continuing. Guess who got to sleep on the air mattress? Oh. <laughs> but right. my dad let me sleep inside this year. So moving up. Moving, moving up. up. Moving up. Well, at least he's nice and not giving you a hot room to sleep in, right? That is true. That is true. But, you know, in Delvin's defense, I did lose five pounds. Yeah. It's kind of like my snowman joke. <laughs> right. And I had a vision. And I had a vision quest, man. And I, you know, I went after it. I went after that vision quest. So it was, uh, you know, that was worth it, too. But, yeah, no excited this year. Not going to tell any any lewd jokes or anything because, like I said, uh, my parents may hear this podcast, so I don't want to yeah. get okay. I don't want to get lectured. Mm, yeah, so you again. don't want to. Yeah. Again. <laughs> now, somebody rubbed this knot out of my back. <laughs> Those air mattresses are not comfortable. I think Mary Jane's available for that. Yeah, baby. I got a joke. <laughs> Nope. nope. <laughs> oh, Delvin. 
All right, Jason Glandy here that yet brotherly love is still being done on Christmas Day at your house. So it's good to hear. Let's go ahead and bring in our last crusader that is with us today. Delvin the Dark Web Williams. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas, Jared. Merry Christmas, Jason. I have no bits. I just want to say I'm grateful for y'all. This is our, what, fifth year doing this. And I don't really know if any of us thought that that was going to be a thing that happened, right? (laughs) And here we are, you know, this is the 60th Crusade Miss. And to use like that old couple, sir, we still together. And it's nice. It's it's cool. This is this is something that that I look forward to now, and and I, and I get opportunity to, to talk with my friends. So I, I don't know. I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for y'all, and I just wanted to to say that that's cool. I'm, I'm grateful for all of this. Taking the high road, so doing bits on. That's how we're doing it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how you want to live. That's who you want to be. I that's mean, wanna... <laughs> all right. Look, look, I thought man. we were having a moment there, man. I, I mean, look, I, I'm not trying to say. Like, I wouldn't say the words that I am better than Jared and Jason. Like, that would be immature to say I am better than Jared and Jason. I would not say that I am better than Jared and Jason. That's not a thing that sure. I would do. Of course, say that I'm, I would not do that. You know. I'm classy that way. I'm classy. You are. Yeah. That's right. I do appreciate the words that you did say, Delvin. And wow, you're right. I can't believe it that it's been that long of uh, episodes of Crusamus. Mm-hmm. Really? That, that's, yeah. <laughs> I had never thought about that. I'm just thinking, okay, it's another year, five years. But then when you said 60 episodes, I'm like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was that describing Crusamus to one of my uh, good buddies. Phil and Charlotte and was just telling them what it was all about and told them about how I believe it was Jared who came up with the idea and they were like, yeah, then Pat could do all, all the editing and stuff. And, and we f- killed Pat that first, that first year. And the second year. The third year. But, <laughs> but thankfully, you know, we now have more of a team effort and everything. And for at least for these, I did the cleanup. And Pat's mm-hmm. going to do, you know, all of the you know, Christado's magic that he does and everything. And, and so now it's more of a family affair. But, yeah, for us yeah. to get past that and for Pat to still have, you know, like three-fourths of his sanity, that's almost half, then yeah. Yeah, that, I think we've done pretty good as a team. We have. We definitely have. And I do really appreciate all you guys. Um, and just, you know what? If I had, like, a Groundhog's Day, Christmas Day I wouldn't want it to be Crusade Miss every day. Mm-hmm. Here, here. Definitely. And with you guys just hanging out by the fireplace, sipping that hot cocoa. Glue vine. It yep. is nice. It'd I got you, babe. <laughs> All right. Well, I think with our warmness out of the way and a big thank you to all of those that have made it all this way to December 25th with us for this 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2021. We do appreciate it. And with that, why don't we go ahead and get into what we're going to talk about for today. Let me go reach over here and pull out my other stocking. And today we are unwrapping, as you heard in the singing intro, 12 Cobras Cobrine, which means we are unwrapping G.I. Joe Cobra number one from the 2009 IDW Comics miniseries. Let me give you just a brief high level on the series and creator. So G.I. Joe Cobra was originally a four-issue miniseries 
published in 2009. It details the status quo of COBRA for the continuity by IDW as G.I. Joe member chuckles spies on the threat. The story is written by Christos Gage and Mike Costa and drawn by Antonio Fuso. The covers are illustrated by Howard Chaikin. Hey, I think we've heard of that guy. He was Chaikin! It was followed by one issue, G.I. Joe's Cobra Special, which investigates the relationship of Tomix and Zayma since the events of G.I. Joe Cobra. So there's a little background for you already. What to expect in this four-part miniseries. And then in 2010, another four-issue miniseries was done called G.I. Joe Cobra Number 2. Imagine that which went on to be an ongoing series with number five all the way through 13. So really, you could probably get this series bounded if you wanted to in a nice way, which, you know what? That might be a special missions I may have to do for myself or a Christmas crusade best present someone can do for me later on. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But let's go ahead. Happy crusade miss 2022. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. I'm just putting it out there for anybody or anybody listeners that would want to do, you know, Let's go ahead and let me give you a reason. You know, it says to give you some, but, you know, I don't think I really need to. I'm just going to clump it all into one sentence here and just says, I like the gritty, the adult themed direction of the series. And I think that's what really made this series stand out in 2009 and still yet to today. So have any of you read G.I. Joe Cobra from the IDW series before? We'll start with Jason. I have not read G.I. Joe Cobra. I oh, didn't really? even know okay. this. Nope. Didn't hmm. know this. I was, I was at least counting on two of you. Now, if Devin says he read it, he read it. <laughs> I'm going to be really freaked out. No, I, I haven't read the G.I. Joe Cobra. I did. I haven't read a lot from the IDW line, to be totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, and I didn't know that they had this miniseries. So this was very interesting to me. Good. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what you thought about it. Delvin, have you read this before? Your instincts are right, Pat. I have not read this before. Aha, I knew it. Now, we'll go to Jared. Have you read this one before? Actually, no, Pat. I haven't read any of the IDW G.I. Joe continuity. As you know, uh, I'm a co-host with you on uh, G.I. Joe Chronicles of Devil's Do Years. Uh And I don't like the fact that IDW ignored the continuity from those years, so I've been boycotting IDW for quite some time on the G.I. Joe line. But maybe, who knows, Pat? Maybe, maybe. my mind will be changed tonight. I don't know. We, we'll see. We will find out this Christmas day. And I'm talking to you. What? Oh, wow. We almost, we almost have a, like a, a three-way rainbow. Just about. <laughs> Not a full rainbow, but, you know. Three-way rainbow. That I remember one time when I was No, in, no. Let's keep going. Dad's here. Dad's going to listen. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> it's Christmas day. Let's keep it clean. For today's episode, again, I asked the boys to read G.I. Joe Cobra number one. With number one, I think you get a, a good start and a dive into this new universe continuity that is being created from IDW. I think they really went kind of in a different direction with this in a really cool way. Again, I, I said it before, it's a more gritty, more adulty kind of a theme to it, and it really fits the characters that they're talking about with chuckles in this one. I thought, man, this was a great character to put this into action. So with that, why don't I give you a quick summary of G.I. Joe Cobra issue number one. His name is Chuckles, 
He's the Joe's top undercover agent, and he's just infiltrated a top-secret, highly organized terrorist organization. One the Joes aren't familiar with, one with a snake motif. Chuckles is in a meeting slash interview in a bar in Estonia with an agent from said terrorist organization. The Joe team busts in, Chuckles kills Scarlet and Heavy Duty, and helps the Cobra agent escape. Later, he is kidnapped and knocked out. You know what that means. Flashback! Chuckles' history as part of G.I. Joe and his undercover operations with Jinx are also explained during that flashback. Chuckles is then taken to an underground base where, for the first time, he sees the Cobra symbol. As Chuckles is pulled deeper and deeper into the dark underbelly of Cobra, where one misstep means death, can he pull off the ultimate deception and bring them down from within? You'll have to read them all to find out. So, what did you guys think of the issue? We'll start with Delvin. I don't know if crime noir applies to G.I. Joe, but that's what this felt like. It felt like a crime noir. Exactly. Um, and so I liked it. I like crime noir. It definitely gave you that one central character who was doing the narration. Chuckles was very interesting as a character. I liked the flashback where they established that he was very good and very skilled, but not a soldier, but absolutely a mercenary. And so General Hawk, it was Hawk, right? Mm-hmm. That said, yeah, you're not going to be a soldier of mine, but I do want you on my side. And it led into a very intriguing story. I was captivated the entire time. I liked the art. I am a fan of Christos Gages. He's done a lot of fill-in for Amazing Spider-Man, especially during the dance slot run. Oh, Um, I didn't know that. mm -hmm. And so I like the entire direction of it. And I especially like it being a novice to the G.I. Joe world that they could pull you in with a character and the other characters that they brought in, they only brought in like just a few. And so it wasn't overwhelming. And so it just felt like a story. And I also liked that it wasn't just good guy versus bad guy necessarily, Mm -hmm. that there were these layers in between. And so it definitely felt like more than just two toy productions no banging heads with each other. It felt like a deep and nuanced story. So lots of things to like. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I'm always interested when there's something like, when I saw even the title G.I. Joe Cobra, it's like, oh, that's very much the equivalent of like a Decepticon type story, you know, with the Transformers where you usually hear everything in the terms of the good guy. You don't really get to see things in the terms of the bad guy. And even though we haven't, it took to the end to get to Cobra, I like that it even had that title because it's telling you the direction that the story is going to go. So I was a big fan of it. It was a really good story. Oh, awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Jason, what are your thoughts on it? I guess first, just to show you where I'm oriented going into this story, I was a big G.I. Joe fan up through about the third wave of Joe's. And so Chuckles and Jinx and some of those other characters kind of came on after I kind of moved away from it. So I didn't know a lot about Chuckles. To me, he was the G.I. Joe in the Hawaiian shirt, and that's about all I knew about him. And Delvin's absolutely right. I think Christos Gage is a a super good writer for something like this that has that noir feel to it. And so I felt like I was really getting to know the character well. I was getting to know the character at Jinx well. I Mm -hmm. felt invested in their relationship it seemed organic and natural to me 
and so when I started on this thing, I was like, that's chuckles. I don't really know or care much about chuckles. But by the end of it, I was whole hog in. And so I guess the only thing that I'll say in addition to that is I thought that the artist, you know, I, I thought that the art was perfect for the tone of this book. It wasn't what I was expecting. Again, when I opened up the comic and I was like, this feels almost like one of those Ed Brubaker crime. Uh, yeah, exactly. Comics, you know, and then it's like, is this really G.I. Joe? But then, you know, by the time you turn that last page and the hidden panels open and you see the, the Cobra headquarters back there, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm in G.I. Joe land here. And so to me, it was it was really good. I, I kind of was a little trepidatious going in. Mm-hmm. I was all aboard by the last page. So good pick, Pat. Really enjoyed it. Glad you appreciate it. I think you're right. It's just that when you think of this, you think of, you know, either the cartoon or you think of the action figures or even the, you know, the Marvel series at the time uh, or the Devil's Due that, you know, that started in 2001. And then just you open it up and it is not what you were expecting at all. And I think that's what just made me fall in love with this series on it. Jared. It definitely was a unique flavor. Jared, what are your thoughts on it? All these glowing reviews from Jason and Dolan make me wish I'd read it. Again, bits and bits. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, everyone. You wouldn't want the holiday to go by without that bit. But anyways, so Pat, you know, I came in trepidatious, just like Ooh, Jason, because we both know that Chuckles died in issue number 25. <laughs> The devil's do years because we just covered that recently on the show. So I was like, wait a minute, he's dead. What's going on? I was like, oh, IDW. IDW decided to pick up the run continuing from Marvel's, what is it, 155? This is before that. This is before they picked up. Oh, okay. So they did a couple of minis and one shot. This is 2009. Yeah. This is, I don't know when I don't know when IDW picked it up because I was always like I, I was always I, like I said before I was always just kind of a little like eh you guys were too cool for school like oh the devil's do years were too good for me you know and I was like eh so I kind of IDs nuts W that's exactly right <laughs> so I kind of turned my back on them and I was like eh I'll get to it when I get to it mm-hmm. but no hurry IDW I don't like the the game you played against our boy Blaylock but I read it anyway because I had to for Crusaders. And I have to echo what Delvin and Jason said. It was really captivating. It was really written at a more modern level, you know, more adult, if you will. Yep. I like just about everything about it. Only one moment in the thing did I go, eh, that doesn't, eh. And although it was funny when Jinx kicked Chuckles in the face, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, eh, that's a writer's moment. That's not a Jinx moment. Because, you know, Jinx is an Arishikaga ninja. She doesn't let her emotions take over at sure. all it would have been much better with the steely look that says i could just kill you but uh, <laughs> you know? they do change her orientation up a little bit she's chinese american now instead of japan oh yeah i mean i noticed they yeah. said that there, when, there's some when, changes in when here. she said Chi- chinese american i thought oh well, i or honestly chinese. i was like was she always chinese or did they changed like that just crossed my they mind changed I remember. Yeah. but i mean what are you trying to say, Pat? Chinese people are more violent? What are you, what are no, you getting at? No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying, this is a, you know, as we talked about trying to get used to the devil's due side of and how they're doing things. 
Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I, it's it's a, a minor, different universe. Different it's a universe. minor nitpick. It just felt out of character for her. I'm yeah. like, she's much better at controlling her emotions than that. I mean, did he deserve it? Yeah, and it was funny, but it was just like a little over the top for a character. But I got, I got why they were doing it. You know, it was, it was a creative fun moment. Mm-hmm. That was the only part of it that I was like, eh, that doesn't feel very GI Joey. But what I'm saying overall, though, is even though we took a real serious tone, like Jason said, he hit the nail on the head when he says like a Brubaker crime drama, yeah, like a real definitely. serious tone. But it never felt like it got too far from GI Joe, it, even though it had a serious tone. So I, I mean, tipping the cap to them, they did a really good job of that. You know, Chuckles has always been sort of a under the radar loved character by a lot of Joe fans, so it's cool to see him get the spotlight. I really like the interaction between him and General Hawk and mm-hmm. how they were oh, yeah. how they were setting things up behind the scenes, you know, how everyone has to believe that he was washed out. Kind of reminds stuff. me of a James Bond scene we've seen where him and M have some words together, but then next thing you know, he's meeting M on a bridge and they're talking mm-hmm. about yep, yep. how to get yep. business done. That, that very, very similar to uh, Die Another Day. They did that yes. in that in that one. So anyways, uh, overall, Pat, I thought it was quite good. And I, uh, I just echo what the other guys say. Art fit the tone. It was a new angle, but without feeling too far away. And I, I liked it. I, I mean, I like the fact that Chuckles and Jinx have a relationship. That made it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I think we all knew that it was a fake shootout as soon as Scarlet got shot three times in the chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. But still, I was like, oh, this is a total setup, right? But uh, still, it was well played out. So I've said a lot, but, you know, I'm probably the biggest Joe comic guy here on the panel. And I can honestly say IDW won me over with it when I was like, mm, IDW. Mm. Yeah. But it ended up being pretty good. I'll say it now, but as my recommendation, I would recommend you guys read the rest, the other three issues to see how the, everything kind of plays out. Because, you know, there is some things that will happen with his relationship with Jinx. It is something to kind of look for. I want to say look forward to, but you want to know what happens. So I'm trying to sell us on candy cane ratings. We'll make it more on (laughs) my. Well, speaking about candy cane ratings, I'm glad you asked. So now it's time to rate our interest in the series using the official crusade miss candy cane scale on a scale of one to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and one being not so interested at all. How many candy canes, would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? Jared. I'm going to go in with an 11. You know, a 12 means I'm going to run out and buy them all on eBay. And 11 means I'm going to keep a real sharp eye out on them. I'm not going to be too concerned with how much they are in the back bins. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're reasonable, a couple, $3, I'll pick them up. So a solid 11 for me. Jason. Breaking it down here. Humor. Yes. Let me give it one candy cane. Not a whole lot of humor. This is a pretty serious tone. Although he did make Scarlet uh, chuckle, yeah, chuckle she, a little yeah, bit there. That's that's a <laughs> so, so there's the candy cane. Throw a candy cane on the table for that. Uh, Heart, I'm going to give it three. Uh, it really got me invested in the character of Chuckles and of Jinx. Mm. Spectacle. Uh, I really like the feel of it. Christos Gage has gone on to write some of the James Bond stuff, and you can kind of see that transition, how it kind of transitioned yeah. over yep. to the James Bond world there. Kind of felt like a little Spectre organization, mm-hmm. if yeah. you will. So three candy canes there. And then uh, Art, I'm going to give it a two. I think it's a very uh, strong two. Like I said, I think the art itself was 
perfect for the story of the book. So doing a quick math there, that's nine. And then, of course, you know, with your enthusiasm, Pat, we'll bump that up to 10 candy canes. And there you have it. 10 candy canes. for me. Okay, I'll take the 10. No, it's no Lady Baltimore, but I'll take it. I was going to ask you, hey, remember <laughs> how many candy canes you gave me from Lady Baltimore? <laughs> sure, let's not worry about that. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> Jason, still, Jason still owes us candy canes from yeah. Lady Baltimore. Yeah. It was a good story, and I just <laughs> read the last issue, too. Oh, all right. Well, let's finish it off with Delvin. <sighs> I, I need musical genius Joe November to be here, to be honest, <laughs> because you got Jason's 10, you got Jared's 11, and I'm at that level, too, to where I'm like, you know, 10, 11, 10, 11, Finkel, Einhorn, Einhorn, Finkel. You got, I, you got two Elbert brothers on your shoulders? <laughs> I, I do. It's heavy. It's heavy right there. <laughs> Uh, what the heck? It's Christmas Day. I'll go 11 because I did think oh, it was a very good story. I was very intrigued by it. And I always like when something you know, gets you know plopped into my uh, lap comic book wise that I I would not have read. And this is one that I, that I probably would have passed by, but I really enjoyed it. And it drew me into uh, the Joe Cobra world in a way that a beginner like even me could understand which i enjoyed immensely so i think 11 is a very very good place to land that's good i appreciate that and you know for those that are interested in pursuing this either you can go out and get the singles there is a trade that collects all four and i believe there might be a a zero and a special uh that's collected i know for sure that's the special but if anybody listening just let me know uh, put out there in the comments, but as Delvin is very keen on saying, it's not a big time demand. So if you just read the four miniseries, you'll be so enthralled to just keep reading it and reading it and reading it. As I was rereading it the other night, preparing for this, I was like, oh, wow, I for- really forgot how this so much changed the landscape, at least for G.I. Joe at the time. This got so many heads turning and looking at, you know, the artist's the concept of it all and just say, wow, to take a kid's toy property and kind of just put it into this situation. It's really neat. And it kind of gave me the feels of a GI Joe special missions, but more amped up. Jared, you had something? Yeah. I want to backtrack on something I said before. I mean, I I said, you know, we know that Chuckles died in GI Joe 25 when they fought Serpentor's forces on Cobra Island, but it occurred to me and I don't know, if any of those guys that got killed on Cobra Island are going to come back, wouldn't it be Chuckles? If you're going to fake someone's death, wouldn't it be your best undercover agent? Yeah. So I can almost start to what swallow they did this. Bit. Bond and you only live <laughs> twice, you know? Yeah. Like it almost makes me believe that maybe he does come back in the Devil's Do Run. And I'll have to eat my I hat if that moment uh, arrives. Luckily, my hat is made of uh, it's a giant bugle. Pizza. Are you familiar with the snack chip? Oh, it's a, it's not a pizza. It's not made of like pizza. No, nah, I look like a like a dunce cap, but I'll eat uh, it. Okay. It's a big candy cane hat. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Big funnel. Ooh, I can lose all this weight in the in the spring, candy. Right? Yeah. It's a callback to my joke from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You got me, David Letterman. You all right. Well, I'll just give one last recommendation for this. Uh I've said it before. Uh, along with the great art and color work that's makes this series stand out and it i think it makes it a must read for that short four issues definitely if you can find it read it it's definitely worth it and with that that'll wrap up today's gift giving session for the 12 days of crusade miss 
We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we've covered here on the show, or if you've given one of our recommendations a try. Let us know what you think. And you can do that by going to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade, or you can email contact at longboxcrusade.com. I'm waiting for you to email. You can call us at 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. LBOX. <laughs> and if you're loving Crusamus and didn't get a chance to listen last year or the year before or the years after that, or just want to hear more Crusademus, if you stroll all the way far enough back in the feed, you will find all the episodes for Crusamus past 2020, 2019, 2018, and even 2017 when it started it all. Wow. Like Devil said, I can't believe it. Five years of Crusademus. Ooh, that is awesome. Thank you, everyone, for being on this journey. And thank you guys as well, too, for being here and sharing this magical time with me. We have shared 60 books that have been overlooked. 60, 56 really good ones. I took out a few of Jason's picks. But 56 <laughs> really good ones. Uh, How many of you read? Uh... <laughs> See, you know, that's, that's just glad the tide turned because remember when the shield was the one that, yeah, that yeah, took the yeah, first yeah, hit. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. maybe oh. Jason next year, twenty twenty two will be your like, year. I feel like it's going to be Jason's year. Yeah, I, I'm like the Star Trek movies. You know, every even one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That'll wrap up the 12 Days of Crusademus 2021, but please let us know if you've listened to all 12 Crusademus episodes by using the hashtag, hashtag Crusademus Warrior. Delvin. Hashtag Crusademus Warrior. Jared. Hashtag Crusademus Warrior. Jason. Krom. Hashtag Crusademus Warrior. And hashtag Crusademus Warrior will get you... A hashtag, I guess. I don't know, like <laughs> a, a like on Twitter, probably. <laughs> yeah, hashtag get a little like from the Longbox Crusade. And who doesn't want that? <laughs> uh, again, we'd also like to say a big thank you so much to our guests that stopped by at the Longbox Crusade studios and came to hang out with us around the fireplace, sipping hot cocoa. You're welcome, baby. Anytime. Oh, Mary Jane, it's good to see you here. You boys done playing? Can we open just, presents now? Just about, just about. We just got to hurry, so hurry up, hurry up. We got to thank, thank the guests that have stopped by and came to see you. I got them guests. It's gift time. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. So here are the guests we'd like to thank that were here for us for Crusade Miss 2021. We'll start with Laurel. Mountain Shekel, Alan J. Porter. You remember I think him? he stole the silverware, but can't prove it. Chris Sheehan. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right, guy. He he sounded like he's from New York. He kind of seemed from Arizona. I don't know. I can't figure. I can't. Something ain't adding up right about that man. Aaron Bosick. I remember him. Jimmy Olsen. Oh yeah, he's a good guy. Huey. Oh Huey, you know we love you. Hurry up, roll through, roll through. Doctor G. Doctor G. Doctor G's nuts. <laughs> Not a license to doctor. <laughs> John Ringer. Oh, I like John Ringer. He likes Auburn football. And our Crusader Club winner, Rob Morgan. All right, Rob. Big winner. We want to thank you all for listening and enjoying Crusademus with us. So, everyone, we wish you a Merry Christmas from the LBC crew here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good read. D.
DJ Christados. Hey, that's me. I'm going to play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wiggity, 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 wah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This is all about Charlie Brown. The shepherds came to see the baby. Stood by his mother's side Here lay the Savior Inside a manger Oh, what a glorious night Oh, what a glorious night I hear the angels singing
shining in the sky. Below in Bethlehem, the king is sleeping. Oh, what a glorious night. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Hey, everybody. Clinton here. You know. The Fan Film Fridays guy. Don't worry, LBC faithful. Still stuck down here in the basement. Mostly surviving on the halves of candy canes that Joe November is somehow allowed to leave lying around. But if you have ever met Joe November, you'd know why. I got a memo from Laurel that said something about me leaving would probably be a health code violation. I don't know what she means by that. Surely it's a typo, because... I'm, I'm sure she meant HR violation, but I don't understand what she'd mean by that either, so whatever. So it's been an eventful year here in the basement from new guest hosts and returning favorites to all the crazy antics that happened down here. And I've had a blast here on the network, even with being stuck here in the basement. But it's okay, Pat and Jared chipped in and helped me upgrade to Windows Vista this year. No more 98. So I am rocking the reliable modern technology, and I'm using it to wish everyone here a happy crusademan. So at the risk of rambling relentlessly Rick style, I just want to say thanks to everybody here on the network, to all the guests across the shows, to all our Crusaders Club members, and basically to all the people who just listen, like, and share. I wouldn't be here without any and all of you. No. Really, I'd probably be out of the basement and not held accountable for my ramblings. But since I'm here, and also rambling, just let me say Merry Crusademus to all and to all a chance to join the Crusaders Club. Except Jason. But, you know, if anybody really wanted to slip me... Anyway, I'm sure there's probably a party or something going on upstairs that all the listeners would really rather listen to than me going on about and so on and so forth. And yeah, happy Crusademus. It details the status quo of Cobra for the continuity. Oh. Continuity? Continuity. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. <laughs> you don't have to announce it. You can just click it. <laughs> I have clicked the record button. That means we are recording. I'm going to kill you. <clears throat> I don't mean that as like a joke or a euphemism. I'm going to choke off your air supply until you pass away. You're gonna, we record that, you know what? And I'd be all out of- I, I'm sure StreamYard could be used as a confession. I was going to show careful with my words. <laughs> right, for reals now, go back of you. You just ruined my air supply joke. Oh, man. Making podcasts. Are you all out of love? <laughs> No, I said if you choked the air supply out of me, I'd be out of out of love, mm. and I'd be so lost without you. Now I feel bad. Just you feel right, even for so long. I'm all out of love. I try to be respectful of you. No, I try. Sorry, you brought a bear supply. I gotta sing. We're just trying to warm you up, Delvin, for your karaoke. So let's. You don't have to sing, Jason. That's not a thing you have to do. I'm going on mute.